Well, I think uh, mainly uh, as a child, I was drawn to getting my hands on reading everything I could about psychic work and fortune telling, tarot cards. So I read everything I could and I just found it fun and interesting. And I like to explore topics about ESP and telekinesis and remote viewing. And um, when I was able to find more information on the internet and order books or material documents and find mentors and coaches, I started to really look at it as a skill set that I could um, improve on and really hone in on. So at first it just started as fun and I started doing tarot card readings. And welcome everyone to Haunting Live Podcast this week. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate all the followers lately on social media and all your support here at Haunting Live. Uh, this week we do have a special guest joining us and we'll bring her on in just a moment to talk about what she does. And today's topic is going to be quantum healing hypnosis therapy. So something we haven't talked about on the show before and I think it's going to be really interesting just to see what uh, she does with that. So we'll bring her on in just a moment. But first of all, don't forget to check out our blogs. We're posting now new blogs on our website and uh, we recommend you guys check those out on our website. Uh, hopefully once a week or so we're going to get a new blog up there for you guys to check out so uh recommend you go check those out and also don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel if you're watching us live thank you very much uh just hit that like button as well if you like our content here but uh before we bring on our special guest we do have a sponsor now we are officially sponsored here at haunting life podcast now by the most gifted psychics so let's check them out and then we'll bring on our special guests for this week before we bring on our special guests this week on haunting life podcast we recommend you visit our official sponsors for haunting live the most gifted psychic visit our sponsor the most gifted psychics by calling 866-228-2883 and mentioning code word haunting live and receive their promo of 10 minutes for just 10 $100 satisfaction guaranteed. Even if you don't like the reading, they'll refund your purchase. Again, visit our official sponsor, The Most Gifted Psychics, by calling 866-228-2883 and mentioning the code word Haunting Live. And welcome to the show. Hello, Daily. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? Doing pretty good. Thank you so much for being here this week. I appreciate you coming on and talking about what you do. Yeah, absolutely. It's my pleasure. I just appreciate the invitation. Oh, that's wonderful. So you do a thing called uh, quantum healing hypnosis therapy. So that is new to me. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about what that is, first of all? Yeah, absolutely. So essentially, it is possible for people to access the information from their past lives um, and to access what I would call their higher self or 
their oversoul. It's just kind of, you know, the energy and the essence of who they are before they come into this lifetime and then after they leave. Um, and it's possible for, for people to access um, that part of their consciousness um, using um, hypnosis, um, getting into the right um, trance state to access um, those different types um, and forms of consciousness. It's kind of kind of similar to accessing a memory from your current lifetime, right? And so if you think back to, I don't know, your 10th birthday, that is something that actually physically happened, but it's not right in front of you to re recall the details of, right? And so you call it the memory of it, whatever, whatever the, the definition of memory would be, right? Just accessing the, the network of consciousness where the, the energy from that memory exists and you can tap into it and understand what happened. Um, and it's the same thing for accessing information and energy from your past lives. When your soul was in a different incarnation and doing something else, you can access memories from, from those lifetimes, just like you can a memory from this lifetime. And that's essentially what I'm doing for clients in a quantum healing hypnosis um, session is getting them into the right state of consciousness, um, altered level of awareness in order to access that. So is this a similar thing to past life regression or is that something along the same lines yeah. or something different? It's extremely similar. Um, there are probably different approaches to doing past life aggression. Um, so with my modality, I'm going to use hypnosis um, uh, specifically in order to get clients to access the, the information from their past lives. Um, in which hypnosis, um, as I'm using that term, is essentially using a script to read to people to get them relaxed enough and accessing, you know, visual information and auditory information. I like to engage all of their senses, um, makes it much easier for them to anchor that energy in, um, in order to access the information from their past lives. Okay, I've heard of that before, so I know there's different techniques used to draw out past events of your past lives. Um, yeah. So what is one technique that you use to draw their senses out then? Yeah, so in traditional quantum healing hypnosis techniques, usually there's a heavy focus on clients visualizing. And so there's lots of, you know, picture a beautiful waterfall and, you know, the, the beautiful colors and the scenery around it, your most favorite beautiful place. And then imagine that you're moving, you know, through the forest. So there's a lot of um, visual cues that are used in order to get people relaxed and, and kind of gives the conscious mind something to do, something to focus on, because the conscious mind really wants logic and common sense and, and um, a certain order of things in order for it to... Um, what's the word, agree to uh, allow the client to continue in, in the session and trying to achieve the right state of consciousness. And so if, if things start to come up and the conscious mind doesn't make any sense of it or doesn't like it very much, it kind of throws that the subconscious energy or that higher self energy to the back. And so for a lot of, a lot of um, quantum healing hypnosis techniques, there's a lot of visualization, um, but I like to bring in all of the senses um, by asking people beforehand what some of their favorite 
scents are, their favorite tastes, their favorite, you know, things to look at and things to hear, you know, the sound of rain, um, a, a creek or a river, rushing water, things of that nature, um, people really enjoy. And so I build that into the induction for them. And it just gets them really relaxed and allows their conscious mind to um, allow their, the, the session to proceed because the conscious mind is there to be protective. And if it steps back, then it allows the subconscious or the higher self energy to really step forward. Yeah. They have to be focused themselves in order to make it work right properly. So, yeah. um, have you ever had an instance where maybe they weren't focused enough? What happens if the mind isn't ready for that? Yeah, every once in a while, clients will have a hard time. It's very rare, but I've had maybe two or three clients that just really couldn't get into that right um, uh, altered state of consciousness. And it's it's basically it manifests as them feeling like nothing is happening. I don't know. I don't, you know, I'll say, and what do you see? They're like, nothing. I see the back of my eyelids. <laughs> I'm like, well, what do you feel? And what, you know, if you were able to see something, you know, what do you think would be there? <laughs> They're just like, nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, and so it, it is possible for clients to have a bit of a hard time. A lot of clients um, get really caught up in having to be able to visualize things. And it's very second nature when, when a practitioner is walking someone through an experience like this to use terms like, you know, what do you see and what does it look like? And, you know, think about, you know, these different visual things, but really it's just imagining them, whether the person sees them, feels them, just knows them and thinks about them in general. Um, but some people do have a really hard time accessing it. And, and in that case, I will ask them to um, access their, their inner child. Sometimes that's helpful. Our inner child is a term that is essentially that we use to um, label the, the aspect of ourselves that is very protective. Um, and that is kind of the guardian for our, that, that energy and that consciousness. And so that can be really helpful sometimes too, just asking what the inner child wants. So just kind of depends on the client. Yeah, I guess it depends on the client, um, how their mind works as well. So like, have you ever had it when you're trying to describe those things to a client for their senses, but you kind of have a feeling like maybe they're making that up. So things are kind of lining up properly. Have you ever had that happen? It's usually the other way around. Usually it's the client feeling like they're making stuff up. And so they don't trust it as it comes through. Um, I hear crazy stuff in these sessions all the time. And so I'm just like, yeah, that's probably so people will be like, I'm on a, I'm on a spaceship and there's aliens here. And I'm like, you probably are. Tell me more. Um, but usually it's the client that has a hard time. You know, they're like, the, the vision or the thought will come into their mind of, you know, an alien in a spaceship and they often won't speak on it. They'll just think, well, that's nuts. Like, why am I thinking about that? I'm just making that up. And so there's a lot, um, a lot of importance that I, that I put on trusting whatever comes through. I tell people just allow it to all come through in the session. Then afterwards you can let your conscious mind decide if that was, you know, a, a little make-believe story or whatever have you. Right, that makes sense. Sorted after you get the th information out that you need out. So, actually, I was going to ask you that question as well. Since you brought up alien abduction, um, is that something that people come to you commonly for? Is it coming more common to have those types of sessions? Yeah, it really is. A lot of people want to ask um, about 
an experience they had that they feel like is unexplainable. Um, you know, things like I had a client one time that said when she was around eight years old, she woke up one night in the middle of the night on the front lawn and she was very disoriented, didn't remember going out there and was like, well, I better go back in the house before my mom finds me outside and is really mad. And she went up to go in the house and all the doors were locked. So if, even at eight years old, she was thinking, well, how did I get out here? This is so weird. And in her um, past life regression, in her session, um, I asked her higher self about that, which is essentially the part of you, the part of your consciousness that knows everything about every experience you've ever had. And um, she was, she was taken from her bedroom and she went up onto a ship and she, I think she was getting some sort of upgrades or something. Um, and when they, they left her for whatever reason, I don't think I asked why she was left in the yard rather than in her bed again. Um, they left her in the yard and she came to and had to figure out how to get back into her bedroom. And that's really common. I, I often tell clients that if you are thinking to yourself that the explanation for some weird experience that you had might've been aliens, it probably is. That probably is the explanation. Yeah, that seems to be coming up quite a lot lately, especially nowadays with more and more UFOs being brought to the forefront, even by government now, it's starting to become more prevalent. I think more people are going to have those shared experiences of wanting to know what happened, right? So um, do you think it's becoming more these days than it was in the past? Like are a lot more people trying to find out what happened if they have had an experience, if they're an experiencer? Yeah, I think it's just becoming a little bit more acceptable to speak on it. And also people are not, um, because it is a little bit more acceptable, people aren't in denial about their own experiences. They're admitting like, oh, when I was driving down that road and I saw the lights moving in a certain way, I, I know that that was aliens. Like, I just know I want to trust myself and my intuition. Um, and they're doing that more and more. And so they're investigating it more and allowing that truth to just be a possibility and allowing it to just exist, whether they buy into it, whether they believe it or do anything about it or not, they're just allowing it to be a possible truth, if that makes sense. Yeah, whether it's a possible truth or maybe something they have seen through TV or movies or something, does that often seep into things that come out when you have these sessions? Sometimes people will, especially with spirit guides, when people are accessing the energy of their guides, um, I have a decent number of people who will see some of their guides as looking like someone like Gandalf um, or <laughs> similar energies, right? And the higher self usually explains it as you know, spirit guides are really, they're just energy. They're not actually in physical form. And so they often will present in, in a physical way that is comforting, that is comfortable and that the conscious mind can understand and accept, right? Because the energy of, you know, Gandalf just makes more sense to the conscious mind than, you know, pure energy or like a ball of light, right? And so that is the way that it presents for, for certain clients and in certain situations. And then, but it's hard because then clients are thinking, oh yeah, right. Yeah. One of my guides is Gandalf. Like, this is ridiculous. I'm just making this up, but that's just the, um, the acceptable way that the energy presents so that the person doesn't immediately reject it. So do they project that way? So it's something familiar to them, something that they're used to is like, do they reach into the person's conscious saying, well, that person is 
familiar from watching that series, so they know what that person is like. I'll project myself to them this way. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a lot, a lot of the time it's not, there's not even the conscious process of all of that. That is a beautiful way to explain it, like in, in human words and with the human language, but the energy behind it is just, um, it's a little bit more, um, pure and it's a little bit, I don't know what the word is, um, a little bit more intuitive, I guess it's just on, it just happens because that's like, the frequency or, or the energy that, that aligns with something that is more positive for the client. So does it make the client more relaxed? Do you find that more information comes forward when they have a guide like that helping them? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's, I mean, it's important to remember, and I remind my clients about this, that the, the experience that they end up having is, is exactly the experience that they were intended to have. And it's the experience that they manifested because it's what they needed in the moment. Um, but it's, it's hard sometimes to explain that or, or for clients to accept it when, when they have a session that they feel like was unacceptable or, you know, they got interrupted, you know, the, the connection drops or, you know, the, their dog starts barking and they can't finish because it's not quiet or whatever. And, you know, I'm always very agreeable and flexible about, we'll reschedule. It's no big deal. But a lot of times people are like so angry and frustrated and I don't understand why this is happening. And it's hard to say it's okay. Whatever, whatever the reasoning was, it was meant to be this way. And it's okay to just let go, to let go of that and accept it the way that it is. So. Yeah, I think that's true too. Like some people just can't accept things that come through sometimes. So they don't know how to handle that emotion that's coming through. Uh, yeah. What do you feel sometimes that people experience after as emotions? Like, is it really hard for them to handle or do they often more or not accept what's coming through? Yeah, you know, afterwards, a lot of people, if there, if there is resistance, it's usually, or any like thing negative, it's usually in the form of denying and not accepting what it was that came through, you know, if they had, and it's usually in the form of past lives and experiences that are, um, what is the word I'm looking for that, that make the, that really tap into the client's lack of self-worth and value of self in this lifetime. So if they see a past life where they were a very powerful healer or shaman, or they were a, I don't know, some sort of a leader in a galactic federation or something, those are usually the things that people have a harder time accepting, which is oftentimes why they saw it in the first place. Um, because a lot of people are like, I'm just like a puny mere mortal human on, on earth right now. I couldn't have possibly had this past life that was amazing and incredible. So usually the past lives where there's, you know, like a brutal murder or a horrible assault or whatever the case is, those are actually a little bit easier for people to process and integrate just because of the nature of being a human on earth. So, so how often do you find that happens? And like when people go into these sessions, do they find out that they have these extravagant other existences? Yeah, it, it depends. I mean, it's, it's pretty common. I would say that, you know, people finding out that they had, you know, an, an incredible past life as a healer or a horrible traumatic past life where they were trafficked or something. It's pretty, it's pretty equal. I would say probably 
and then 33% of like the most boring past life ever. It's like, oh, I was a farmer and I had a wife and we raised corn and cows and pigs and that's all I did. And then one day we both died at the end. (laughs) Yeah, interesting. I just wonder sometimes how many people realize when they go for sessions that that experience is what's going to come out you know like maybe they're not prepared for it or it shocks them in some way like like, wow really like i had that life (laughs) look at my life now so yeah 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 um so in the end then after they have these sessions with you um and you get down to the basics of it what happens usually to clients afterwards like what have you found out for them that kind of helps them through it in their current life yeah, um, there's just this level of awareness that that they receive when they understand a little bit about their past lives, and and the higher self is usually pretty good at explaining what what the connection is, why they brought a certain experience forward for them to understand, um, and so just the awareness of that, um, a lot of healing is it's less doing and facilitating, and it's more just being conscious and aware. And so when those things are brought to light, it's, it's just a matter of accepting it again, kind of like I mentioned earlier and just allowing it, it just, it exists and it's okay for it to just exist um, rather than resisting the energy that may have been coming through subconsciously um, just being more aware of um, kind of the, the energetic foundation for certain things in your current life can be helpful. Um, and people also, um, experience healing as far as, you know, emotions and relationships, things of that nature, sometimes physical issues will, will be addressed and will heal as well. Just really depends on what each client is wanting to address in their sessions. Um, so yeah. Yeah. What are some of the things that they come in for then besides obviously knowing what their past life is, is there certain times they come in for certain things like they want to heal some uh, emotional wound or something or they want to heal something else or yeah yeah people come in for all different kinds of reasons people I just did a session recently for someone who um she for like the last 10 years she has had to urinate like every 20 to 30 minutes she said it's excessive and embarrassing her fiance (laughs) comments on her her family her work she said it's just so frustrating and she couldn't figure out what was going on um so we did a session and found out that um that is the way that she processes energy so she's taking a lot of energy in like in the form of other people's emotions for example and the way that her body processes it is releasing it um, through urine. And so one of the things that she can do to address it is, again, just being conscious and aware that that's what's happening now. She can set an intention to process that energy in a different way. And so people, people will come in you know, because they have um, fertility issues or frequent headaches or whatever it is. And it's just so important you know, for me to point out that the healing that that comes in these sessions isn't me. I'm not doing any energy healing. I'm not using Reiki. I'm really not doing anything other than giving them the opportunity to understand their own body um, and their own experiences so that they can then heal themselves. Is it a part of your session to make sure they understand it's self-healing? Like, do they know that, um, they have the right to do that after they come to a session, like it's their own um, body responding to themselves afterwards. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm really clear and upfront in all of my my marketing, my social media, my website that I'm only here to hold space. And that like you, when you come to me, um, it's because you've already made the decision to heal. I'm not healing you. No one else heals you. Even when people take a, a pill, right? Like a magic pill t- to fix something. All that pill is, is an opportunity for them, for their body to heal itself. The healing is still the body or, or the soul, right? Or the mind, the emotions doing the healing. It's just an opportunity where I'm holding space and kind of holding their hand through the process. Yeah, that's a good comparison, actually, to use a physical pill that people take for pain that they have or something, and um, they need something healed. So you're doing basically the same thing with energy work. So yeah, yeah. Um, describe a little bit more in detail how the quantum part of it works. So it's quantum healing hypnosis. So um, can you describe in depth a little bit about that process and how uh, the quantum comes into it? Yeah. So these sessions are not, they don't really involve the client's physical body doing anything. So it's not a physical healing session. It's a quantum healing session, which just means that out in the quantum field in, in, in all of space and time and in the energetic field, that is where all of the healing and all of the action essentially takes place. Um, And the the timeline, I've recently created a modality called timeline healing hypnosis. And so what it is that the clients are doing when they're healing a timeline is they travel back in the quantum, right? Energetically in their memories, back to a certain experience. Um, A lot of women do this with very traumatic childbirths, either in their current lifetime or in a past life, it will come up. And so they travel back to that experience in the quantum field. So their physical body didn't travel back in time five years to the birth of their child, right? Their mind, their consciousness is going back there in the quantum field to that experience. And then they essentially rewrite the experience. So after they walk through the experience that they had in the physical, um, they then re-experience it from the perspective of what would be most beautiful and, and healing, perfect, you know, childbirth experience be, let's walk through that together again in the quantum, they're not doing anything physically. Um, and then what they do by walking through it, imagining it, whatever you want to, whatever label you want to use is they are, they're changing the path. They've time traveled, right. And so they have changed the energetic past so that the blueprint for the experience that they had, the energy, which is the actual blueprint of physical action. So the blueprint now has changed from one of trauma to one of, you know, beauty and perfection and love. And so they have essentially healed that timeline energetically. And then what they can expect to see moving forward over, it just depends. Everyone's different. Three, six months, 12 months, is the ripple effect for having changed that experience. And some clients will even experience um, other people that were involved in it, like say for a birth where their, their mom tried to make it, wasn't in time and it was so upsetting. When they ask their mom in person about, hey, do you remember when you know Zachary was born? She's like, yeah, it was so beautiful. And I'm so glad that I could be there. And it's like, wait, you weren't there. And she's like, 
well, I was, no, I wasn't there. Right. It's just, just the energy of it has changed a little bit. It's shifted from, yeah, I missed it. That was horrible. Everyone was so upset to wait, but wasn't I there or was I? So it's the energy has changed rather than the actual, you know, physical actions. That's so interesting that you can actually physically change something like that. Like, is it actually physically changing or is it a memory of theirs that's changing quantumly or? It's, it's the energy of it has changed so that it, it shifts from the energy of trauma to the energy of love essentially. And so what happens then is as, as that energy anchors in, in that experience and that teeny tiny little point in the quantum field, it ripples out. So that when a, your human now tries to access the physical memory of it, because we're humans, our experiences, our, our memories come through our physical body. So we remember our body being in the room, right? And we were watching something with our eyeballs, right? And so our physical memories then and experiences are just called up differently. So it's hard to say, you know, does the actual literal physical change or is it just the energy? It's really hard to tease the two apart, but it, if you've already changed the energy, then, then the physical memory doesn't actually matter because it's the energy that is the foundation of the experience. So it is like time travel, basically, in a way you're going to change it quantumly to something, a different state, right? So uh, any event you've had in your current life, you can go back and look at it quantumly and say, I don't like the way that felt to me at that time. Yeah. I'd like to change Absolutely. the way that feels now. Yes. Yep. How, how does it connect though to other people? So you said like um, her mother said that she was there when she knew that she wasn't. So how does it connect to another person that way? Yeah. Um, it, it will, it will change the, the memory and the experience likely for that person, but the, the degree to which um, the, the magnitude of it is different for every person, because what you're doing is you travel back in time to change an experience in your reality, right? And so because you are the most important and powerful force and energy in your own lifetime, you get to affect that change, right? But because other people are a little bit more removed from the core of your reality, because you're literally the center of your own world, right? Um, the way that they experience it is going to be different and likely the change in the impact won't be as noticeable or as profound for someone who was just there and involved, but it wasn't their actual core uh, memory and experience. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally, because their memory might be different. So if you change it, it might be different again for them. So um, yes, is oh, there... and it's important to remember, too, that like memories, even even something that happened yesterday, for example, right? Two people are likely to have two very different memories, even of something that they're both very physically present for, very consciously aware of. The memory is still likely to be very different for the two of them. So, yeah, definitely. You get that with witness report, say, um, somebody had like a Bigfoot experience or something and yeah. you have witnesses to that. There may have been two or three people there with them. And yeah. that one person's description might be different than the other person's description. So you do get that in this field when you're taking reports of even paranormal stuff happening, you get different reports. So um, totally understandable there. Um, so how far back can you go when you start 
this. Like, um, do you recommend going way far back, saying I had something happen when I was six years old, or would you change, say, something that just happened like yesterday? I didn't like what happened. Can I change that? Yeah, it depends. Everyone is different. I, uh, my approach to these sessions is very client centered and very client led. Um, I, in my induction, it's very vague. Um, I'm not saying um, go to your most traumatic childhood experience and we'll address that. You know, I'm not saying um, go to your, go to the first past life, you know, that you had when you left source and we'll see what happened there. It's just the verbiage of going to wherever it is that you need to go um, that has the most important and powerful information and energy for you in this moment. Um, some people will go to something from their current life, but usually people will see a past life or an experience in between lives um, from something that is not in their current life. Is something from a different life going to affect their current life? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And it's in that it plays out in so many different ways. You know, I had, I've had, I've actually had a surprising number of clients that had lifetimes on a planet that ended up exploding. I don't, so many people recall past lives on planets that explode. And I'm like, how, how many plants are out there just exploding? I don't know, but I've had a lot of clients that have had past lives, um, um, doing that. And there's just, um, there's just this element of, of fear and, and not being able to trust, you know, clearly if your planet ends up exploding, that's a very traumatic. Um, and then there are, you know, healers oftentimes, um, have had lifetimes where they were persecuted, where they were murdered, where they were, um, treated very poorly for choosing to heal in a way that mainstream society didn't agree with. Um, and that definitely comes out, um, in current lifetime as blockages and fear and not trusting themselves, not feeling worthy and things of that nature. So it's, different for everyone, but there is definitely energy that is carried through from past lives in, into people's current life. Okay. So that's really interesting. And, um, I think it's interesting how it connects to like, uh, past life regression, but it's a more in-depth type things where you can actually get into the quantum field and change what you want to change. Yeah. So where past yeah. life, you're just bringing that information forward. So is it the same thing with hypnosis then? Do you put them under and you get to um, have them go into this, uh, I guess, state of mind where they need to be to get that information out? Yeah. So basically the hypnosis part is relaxing the conscious mind enough that it feels comfortable to step back so that the, the subconscious mind or the higher self can step forward because those are you know, it's like conscious and subconscious, which are kind of, they are, you know, on principle supposed to not be there at the same time when it's supposed to kind of be leading and when it's supposed to be in the background. And so it's kind of a trick to be able to switch it or to get them to coexist at the same time. And also the, the physical experience of having your subconscious or your higher self and your conscious mind present at the same time is a trip. That's, it's a really interesting experience to have them both there at the same time. But the hypnosis part is basically the dance, the, the balance between the conscious mind and then, you know, the soul or the higher self. No. Okay. I wonder just how that connected with um, the quantum part of it. So like you're underneath the um, effects of hypnosis already. So 
is that connected with the quantum part as well or is it separate yeah the quantum part is essentially a really broad label to describe anything that is happening um, energetically rather than physically and intangibly. So essentially the entire quantum healing hypnosis, the past life regression, the higher self, self, all of it is taking place in the quantum, which people are able to access and experience through, through the session with their conscious mind kind of taking a break and stepping back a little bit and allowing their higher self to, to step forward and lead a little bit more than in everyday life. Yeah, so they kind of go hand in hand. Then when you put somebody in hypnosis, it connects them that way. Yes. Yeah. Um, do you have any other experiences you'd like to share? Maybe an interesting story of uh, something that happened when you put somebody in hypnosis, or? Yeah, yeah. I actually the funniest session I had happened. I don't know, two or three months ago, and um, this client wanted to ask. She had a couple of different experiences. Actually, one of them, she went out. She was visiting a friend in Germany. She doesn't even live in Germany. And her friend stays in this like really old, like high rise apartment building. Um, and they went out to this party. They both had a lot to drink. They came home and she was sleeping on her friend's couch. So she just, you know, kind of passed out on the couch. It's like, whatever, I'll, I'll deal with all of life tomorrow. Right. Well, she wakes up and she wakes up in this, this very unfamiliar room. It was dark. She couldn't really see anything. She didn't understand where she was. Um, she was like, she thought she'd been kidnapped. She was like crawling around trying to like, you know, figure out where she was. She couldn't see anything at all. There was like no windows. She eventually managed to let herself out. She found a door and let herself out of that room. And it's like walking down this hallway. She found a stairwell and she's going down the stairwell and she realized that it was her friend's apartment building. And so she was like, Oh, well, let me just find my friend's apartment. She finds it and goes in and tells her friend like, Oh my God, the craziest thing just happened. She tells her the whole thing. And her friend, of course, is like, it was a dream. Like, just go to sleep, sleep it off. You're crazy. And she's like, no, I'm about to show you. <laughs> and so they go together back, like up the staircase and it's this old attic in her apartment complex, like in the apartment building at the very top, wasn't even locked or anything, but they were able to go back. Like when it was night out and see that it was some sort of like a storage, like, like old, old, like 50, 80 year old stuff was in there and covered. It was all dusty. Like no one like ever goes in there. And so she wanted to ask about that in her session. And it turns out that there is a, the spirit of a child who was killed um, during the Nazi occupation. They were hiding him and his family were hiding there and he was killed by a soldier and his spirit has never left. He died a very traumatic death and he was lonely. And so when she was drunk, she, it's very common for people's um, souls, essentially their consciousness to leave their, their body. That's what blacking out is. And it leaves the vessel open, um, vulnerable to other spirits and entities coming in. And this child was just bored and wanted some company. And so he had her walk up the, the stairs into this musty attic and hang out with him for a little while. And she was like, oh, okay. And the same thing happened to her friend's boyfriend a year later. He got drunk, passed out, ended up in the same attic. <laughs> and so for a long time, she was, you know, I want to know what's happening. What is going on? And it was a child spirit who was just bored. Have you found a lot of uh, paranormal things happen that way? Do you find out if places are haunted by doing that? Um, yeah, a lot of people, when they ask about, you know, oh, every night it seems like around the same time something falls off of my nightstand and I, I can't figure out what it is. I'm just dying to know. And it's, you know, people almost always have an idea. 
they'll say, you know, I think, you know, it, whatever, it always falls off at 212. And my grandmother, for some reason, that was a really important number for us. It was significant in our relationship. And so they're like, I don't know. I feel like it's my grandma just saying, I, I don't know. And almost always, if they're not exactly right, they're, they're very close and, and um, in the vicinity of what it is, you know, a spirit guide saying hi, or, a, you know, a playful spirit in, in their, in their home wanting to do something. Sometimes it's more sinister, like needing to up their, their own protection and, you know, tell anything that's not welcome that wasn't invited in to leave. Just kind of depends. Okay. Very cool. That's interesting. Um, you can technically find out what the spirits are up to as well with that technique. So, um, anyways, just before we let you go today, um, thank you again for coming on. It's been wonderful talking to you about uh, yeah. quantum healing and what it's all about. So very interesting. So thank you. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else that you'd like to share? Anything that you're currently working on or projects that you have ongoing? Or Yeah, I actually am in the process of creating a course to teach other people how to do the modality that I do. Um, timeline healing hypnosis is something that I created on my own. Um, and like I said, it, it's similar to the, the standard quantum healing hypnosis um, and just is a little bit more customized for each client, uses all of the senses and different earth elements and things of that nature. Um, and that course is actually releasing on June the 30th. Great. And I think you mentioned also you have a book in the process as well. Yeah. Yep. I have um, on my website, dailyrose.com. People can go read a little bit about me, book a session if they'd like, or sign up for any of my courses and all that good stuff is just on my website. And what is your website? How do they get a hold of you if they want to try a session with you? Yeah, it's just www.dailyrose.com. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you being our guest this week and talking about the quantum healing. It's been really uh, inspiring and interesting to learn about. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome. Thanks so much. Okay, thank you so much for being here, everybody, as well. Thank you for tuning in to Haunting Live podcast this week. That was Daily Rose. Uh, she does quantum healing, something very interesting. And we thank her for being here talking about what that is uh, with us on this week's show. So, again, uh, thank you all for being here this week and checking us out. We are Haunting Live podcast. We broadcast brand new interviews in the paranormal field each and every week here on Haunting Live. We also have our official website, which is hauntinglivepodcast.com. Uh, go ahead, check that out. We have a bunch of information up there. All of our episodes are on there. We have a new blog that we have been posting uh, new articles to. Uh, once a week or so, we try to get a new article posted for you guys on our blog, so go check out that as well. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel we've had a lot of recent subscribers lately so thank you so much for following us and checking us out and if you like our content here every week uh don't forget to also uh, click the like button on youtube that helps us out here too on the channel so thank you guys so much for tuning in this week we'll be back next week with a brand new guest in the paranormal field and interview them here live on haunting live podcast with that, guys, thank you so much, and we'll be, we'll be back here next week. Uh, take care. Have a great rest of your weekend. The intuitive part 
happens when all of a sudden you realize that you're looking at pictures, right? You're looking at pictures on cardboard that somehow make so much sense to you or your sitter that you can't really explain why, right? Because it's, you know, tarot is a strange thing to do. It's not very logical. Uh, when you start to try, you know, to break down why it works. It's one of those things that I was, you know, I would say it shouldn't work, but it does. It wasn't until after I started uh, meditating when I was probably in my, I guess my 40s or so, um, because I was on Wall Street, I was getting, you know, totally stressed out. I started meditating every single day just to relax. And after about 12 months of meditation, one day I had a spiritual awakening where all of a sudden I saw four spirits in my mind's eye and I had this dramatic experience which was absolutely beautiful and after that uh, awakening it was really where all of a sudden the door kind of reopened. So this guy you know I was giving him his mother showed me what I looked what she looked like and she was giving me evidence of her life and how she passed and all these things and he's just acknowledging yes 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 I'm not sure whatever you're not sure of just write down you'll remember it later um and just before the spirit was about to be done and I was about to wrap up the reading she gave me the finger my face dropped and I'm like oh shoot I'm like why did she do that? Because that never happened to me before. And I'm going, why did she do that? Do I tell him? Do I do I say this to him? And I said, I, I can't withhold information. So I said, listen, sir, I don't know how to tell you this. And it's a little strange because this never happened to me. I says, but your mom gave me the finger. He was laughing so hard to the, to the point of tears. Uh, as spirit works with us, um, when the student is ready, the teacher comes and there was elderly gentleman that came to get massage work there was something about him that was so different the, the white hair the, the most crystal blue eyes I'd ever seen so he's on the table and he's telling me he has this shoulder problem and I said okay I can do blah 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 and he said to me no we're gonna do something different today so I placed my hand above and I felt the discrepancy where the injury was and he said I want you to take your hand and move this energy around and then afterwards I looked at him and I said well who are you where did you come from and he just smiled at me and he goes I'm just a traveler Miss this week's episode? Watch it on RIB, Rhode Island Broadcasting, replaying our episodes every week on Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. Follow them on social media on Facebook or on YouTube.